Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show today. I am especially excited because I have my husband on with me. Howdy, everybody. We're from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my husband, his name is Chris Smiley, and he is my best friend, and he is awesome. And we also happen to run an Etsy shop together. Oh, God, do we? (laughs) Well, I'm going to let him tell you a bit about himself because, God bless him, he also works a full-time job. So, Yeah, so I I do actually work a full-time job. I'm in sales and work from home, so that is actually very nice to be able to do that. But I do work in this business part-time, and part-time usually means 40 hours because she's working more like 70 hours. He's lying. And also, the best part of him working from home from his job is that I can interrupt him in the middle of the day and have him help me with (laughs) such a... Oh, that doesn't happen at least two or three times a day. (laughs) It's a nice perk. He only just started working at home um, literally at the beginning of the COVID nightmare. And so uh, it's been nice. It's been nice. So yeah, he works in sales. So... um, I want to share with you today about what it's like working with your spouse um, and still like each other to run an Etsy shop together. And I think we do that really well. Um, Do you still like me? Oh, absolutely. I like you and I love you. We always, I should say that why I always say, because people are like, well, don't you love each other? Um, A a long time ago, and we'll get actually more into this later, we were going through like a marriage class (laughs) and they were talking about how women very easily love their spouses, um, but they don't necessarily like them. Yeah, and for guys, I don't think that's a thing. I think I don't differentiate between the two. You do. I typically don't. I say it in jest. Yeah, but you will. If I'm just like, I love you, but I have an attitude, you'll be like, yeah, but do you like me today? Oh, well, it's definitely a framework of getting a a read for where you are. Absolutely. (laughs) So that's why I say that. So I I think we do this thing really well, and I think it's a concern and or an issue for a lot of other people. So I thought it'd be really fun today to talk through... Um, what it's like working together. And so the first question I have for you is, um, does it does it bother you that you work for me? <laughs> no, I, and you've heard me say it, and I say it to everybody. I, I'm not in charge, I just work here. <laughs> it, it's not actually a bad thing. Um, I think when you have a good relationship, it doesn't matter who's in charge. You know you're both rowing in the same direction. So Yeah, and I try not to lord it over you. It's absolutely all- <laughs> not. No, you were very that's, loving. That's an important part, right? Yeah. Like the way that I, yeah. No, and I think what's important is that you both realize and you think that you're both going in the same direction. And and when there's that love and there's that respect, it, it's not a big deal. Who Who's in charge, air quotes. It's, okay, this is my role and that's your role. 
Yeah. And I, I said, I don't really think of it that way. I mean, I take full, like full responsibility for the shop. It, it is a business that's in my name that you help me with, but I really think of it as ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually extremely grateful for your help because you already <laughs> work another job and you don't have to help me. You choose to. But um, so for those of you who maybe are new to our story, um, we run a, a sign business. We sell painted wood signs um, on Etsy. And so Chris, he, what he does, it's so funny calling you Chris because I call him hubs. So we'll see how far this gets with me. <laughs> so Chris, actually, he does all the sourcing of the wood. He builds the signs. He gets them totally ready. He basically creates my canvas for me. And then I paint all of it. And, uh, and then when we do a framed piece, he'll frame it for me after I painted it. And then I wrap everything. And then his job is boxing. So he builds the boxes and boxes of signs. That was something we added a little bit later because my hands would get so tired from painting. Like initially he just, his job was just building, but then I was having so many problems with my hands hurting from all the painting that he took over boxing for me because he's a good husband. Um, so do you want to share like a little bit about what you do in the business and, um, what that's been like? Yeah. Um, so as Lizzie just pointed out, I, I do actually spend time most weekends and sometimes during the week actually doing this kind of in the nooks and crannies of our life. Um, you know, I build on the weekends out in the heat in South Texas heat building signs and but it's actually a great time. I love building. I love doing it. It's very fulfilling to me to get to work with my hands because in sales, I sit at a computer and talk on the phone all day. So it's nice to actually be out doing something. And then the, the actual boxing and the other administrative <laughs> <Less> tasks, <fun. laughs> you know, it, it's, it's not that it's not fun. It's much better now than when we used to make boxes on top of making signs. <laughs> so I, I know that that is something that has made our lives so much better, but you know, I, I actually enjoy it. it. It's, it's fun getting to work with you. It's fun for our daughter to also get to see us working together and what that looks like. Because I think that most people in idea would love to work with their spouse, or at least some would. But it's how does it play out? What does it look like? And how do you figure it out? And I'd like to add like around his full time job, because I think the schedule is an important thing to talk to you guys about. You know, for me, um, I am, at, I was always at home. I run a couple of, um, website companies as well. So I was a blogger first and then started the Etsy shop, but so I was already working from home. My schedule's pretty flexible, very full, but pretty flexible. <laughs> There's lots to do, but I can kind of mix up when and how, but Chris, because of his job, he is, he usually takes out part of the weekend, um, depending on the time of year and how many orders we have half to a full day of the weekend was when he's building for us. And then usually we have a couple of evenings a week where we're boxing. We really try to batch our work, which actually next week's episode, we'll talk about that even more, um, how kind of our process is. Um, but I think that that's important for you to, to know. And then, and like he said, it is in the nooks and crannies. So occasionally if I have something I need to rush out, he'll during his lunch break, pop in and help me maybe frame a sign or something like that. But he is working it that way. And that's worked up, up well, but I guess hubby, I knew it was going to happen. Um, <laughs> we should talk about, about like, um, how, how do we manage our time with it? Like, because you do have your job. We have a daughter, um, and I actually I have stepdaughters. So we, we don't see them nearly as often because they're grown now, but there are these other things we have to balance. Like, would you like to talk a little bit about how you manage the time with it and not feel like the business is swallowing you up? And like, what are some of those boundaries or 
Sure. And, and there've been times that it did feel like the business was swallowing us yeah. up, especially when we were not as automated as we are now. When we systems. Didn't have, yeah. We didn't have as many of the systems in place. It really did feel like this was every, this filled every single minute that wasn't engulfed by eating, sleeping, or working my other job. Now for me, it's really about planning ahead. Yeah. And you and I often talk during the week about what's coming up and, and what you need for your schedule to, to get in, in order to get your orders out. What do you need? And so it's planning ahead, having kind of a, a plan in place of, okay, you need this many uh, particular size signs available. How long do I believe it's going to take me to build it? What materials do I need to get to actually build those signs? And then what does the weather and huh, other factors weather. involved <laughs> yeah. look like? Because, you know, you and I both know South Texas, just wait five minutes and the weather can change on you. And so having the ability and the knowledge of what's going to happen that weekend and then also not letting it run our lives completely. You know, we still want to have family life and we still want to have friends and be able to go to the pool or do other things that we enjoy. So it's just, for me, it's about planning ahead is I think the biggest piece. And I, I would even add to that, you know, we, we use vacation mode on Etsy in a very healthy way. So, um, and it doesn't, you know, Actually, you can go back and listen to um, podcast episode three. It's all about how I use vacation mode or and will it hurt your business? We actually use it to tamp back our business. So, um, you know, we got to a point where we got we didn't we loved the income, but we were working so hard that it was affecting the quality of our life and our family life. And so I think it's OK. Like, you know, you've got to decide you know, how much income do you want to make? What level of success do you really want? What are what are you willing to sacrifice for that? And in our case, we've kind of tamped it back a little bit, you know, um, we still do have a full-time Etsy shop. We could we could have it make more than more than it does if we wanted to. But we're in the process right now of I think working a little less and we're working on the business as opposed to in the business, figuring out ways of like bringing in more help, bringing in more processes and um, tools that can help us work faster so that we can we can maybe go back to full speed again at some point in the future, but it's not going to swallow us up. So I do think you really need to decide like in our case, it's like family comes first mm -hmm. and we love our business and we worked hard. We work hard in our business and it does make a great income, but there's just that balance. I actually think we should talk now about parenting um, and how that's affected this because, you know, we do sort of have to maybe like take turns a little bit with Lorelai, our daughter. Um, she's six, but we've been ha we've had this shop since she was like three months old. Mm -hmm. So there were times when she needed a lot more help than she does now. And so, I mean, I, I would love your thoughts, but like, I think we've had to do a really good job of having grace for each other and like knowing when the other one needs a rest, knowing when the other one needs to be able to work and not be interrupted. I agree with that. I would go back to, I think communication is a big piece of it. Uh -huh. I also think that having a good relationship outside of the business is vitally important. We can read each other. We listen to each other. Um, you know, how often is it that you look at me and say, I can tell you need a little time and you kind that of goes the other way a lot more frequently. Well, <laughs> I think that what's important is again, you you're always assuming positive of the best, you know, and the best of the other person. And you realize in order for me to do my part, I need time to go out and, and build or do the other right. things that get prepped. Um, and same thing for you to get your piece done, especially if you're trying to do something in the evenings, it means that 
I need to step up and take time with Lorelai and I need to be ready to be a good dad. Uh, maybe that means sometimes making dinner or that means keeping her occupied, uh, playing with her, dealing with her schoolwork, doing whatever is necessary so that you can get your piece done as well. It wouldn't be fair for you to have to work till midnight still, which we've done before. Not anymore. <laughs> Thank the Lord for that. But that wouldn't be fair. I mean, I get to work a nine to five job, but at five o'clock I can shut the computer down and it's over. And for this, it, it doesn't work that way, does no, it? it does not. So again, I think that for, for our relationship and for realizing where we both stand, it, it goes right back to communication again. And you know, so much of this is like seasonal. And I, I don't mean that so much in like the seasons of the year and like Christmas season being busy or whatever. I mean more like life season. So like a few years ago, um, Chris decided to go back to school and he got his master's in law. So he took a two year law course and that was a very different season for us for the business. It was very hard because we were still growing it into this like kind of full-time monster. And we had to, pay attention to the needs of our family. And so, you know, what we ended up doing was we outsourced Chris's part. We had some people come in and do the building for us. And like, in a way that was great um, because we simply just didn't have the time for you to be spending building, <laughs> building signs. You were still boxing right. for me, but we, we, you know, th there's pros and cons to that. We did take a hit on quality. Um, nobody takes as much pride in your business as you do. And so Chris and I work with like excellence and we want things. I mean, I might even be too much of a perfectionist sometimes. I don't know. Um, and you, and then, and then of course I bring you signs that I'm not happy with. And I'm like, can you please redo this? That never happens anymore. But for the first few years it did. Yeah. So we definitely took a hit on quality, right? Like when we had people help, they were never as good. Right. And then the other part was we took a huge hit on revenue because paying for the labor was crazy expensive, right? which, but like, you've got to have this balance of like, what is worth more right now? Is it having the free time or is it having, having the revenue, having the money? And I think part of that too, goes back to the idea of what can you pay other people to do? Right. And what will you get the quality you, you want to give your customers and what are the things you need to keep in house? Uh, building the signs in theory was this should be something that anybody who has tools should be able to do. And we have built processes to make it better. But yeah, we, especially during school, that was rough. And I, I think it was harder for me in that period of balancing school and then fixing someone else's yes. things that they did that just weren't up to our standard. Yes. To a point of almost having to sometimes rebuild completely. <laughs> that did happen. Um, and again, the, you know, the, they did their best. We, we, I don't fault them for what they did. No, we were so grateful. It was more of just, okay, does this really fulfill what we want to ship out? Cause it was our yes. name. It was your face, our name that were on these things. And you have to stand behind that because people yes. are going to remember you, not, you know, Joe who built it or whatever, whoever that painted it. I don't care about that. It's, I bought this from Lizzie. Well, and the thing is, is that for me, I'm really not anal. <laughs> I'm really not as anal as I might sound. It's that I have a photograph of what this piece is going to look like. And the person bought it because they saw the photograph and they wanted that. And I just want to make sure that what I sent out looks as close to that as it possibly can. Like reclaimed wood has some variation. So you're going to have that. Most mm -hmm. people who buy it expect that and love it. But that's all it is, is I right. want to make sure that the customer, I'm really big on customer service and honoring my customer. I'm very grateful for my customers. And so I take, I take the best care of them I can, mm -hmm. but it's so interesting what you were saying about figuring out what you can outsource, because what we learned after 
a very hard, I think it was a very hard lesson was that I can't outsource the painting. Right. Um, because, oh, I just banged my hand. Um, because <laughs> it's like real life here. Um, because when it comes to that level of detail, I was spending so much time correcting signs. Like right. I really appreciated the women who helped me out and there were the, you know, all different skill sets. We had many, many people over the years, but I ended up just not doing it anymore. It's part mm -hmm. of the reasons why, why I have to tamp back on the painting now that my hands can't handle it. We couldn't get the quality. We just right. couldn't. And, or we could, but I was having to spend as much time getting the sign that like taking it from where the painter left it off to where it needed to be for me to ship it, that I could have painted it myself in that amount of time. Right. It's part of figuring it out. So um, I want to, I want to kind of tweak now into, I think what's like the most important part of this entire conversation is about the working with your spouse and still liking each other. Right. At the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's the most valuable thing. Like we can talk to you so many, and obviously if you guys love this episode, let us know and we'll do more. We can get into more detail. It's actually so fun for me to have him um, on here with me. <laughs> so, yeah. It actually is fun being here and getting to talk about the business. And... We'll do We'll do more. Okay. Absolutely. We'll do more. So guys, let us know. Yeah. What those subjects are. But I think if we like the best thing we can give you is why we can do this and have a great relationship. And so this kind of, um, this kind of goes back into our past a little bit. And I think that that's going to be helpful for you. So how long have we been married? We've been married since 2007. So 14 and a half Okay. Years. So yeah, usually the woman knows the anniversary stuff better, but in our case, like my brain is in so many different places that he's the one who remembers. And I try not to be a total jerk. <laughs> um, okay. So, so we've been married a minute, <laughs> but about three years into our marriage, um, we reached a place of like desperate brokenness, like also known as hell. It, it was really bad. Really yeah. Bad. Our marriage was so broken. There was so much pain. We, we honestly believed it was hopeless. Like I, I really thought we were getting divorced. I didn't know any other way around it. I didn't think we could fix it. I didn't think we could ever be happy again. And, um, thank God, the, some of the right people came around us at that time and took our hands. And we actually, we, we actually, at that point is when we became Christians, we did have right. a dramatic conversion at that point. Um, and so our faith and God and our church was just huge in helping us get Absolutely. past it. But what I really want to tell you guys is that you want to get your stuff worked out before you go into business together. Like honestly, before you do anything in life with your spouse, you need to get your stuff worked out. Right, because right. the reason we're so good today is because we built our, our, our business on a solid marriage and we took a good 10 years to build that marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it takes that long. We're coming, I'm telling you, we came from utter brokenness like so much pain. We not only had to like get our stuff together from the baggage we brought into the marriage, right. we had to get our stuff together from the pain we caused each other. Right. Yeah. So, um, it ended up that there was this um, amazing ministry called Restoring Relationships. And it is, um, a, it's a spectacular ministry. We worked with the founder, Dominic Herbst, who's a Christian psychologist, and he helped us heal. And we went through his online journey. Um, and th this work in healing and it, it, it helped us go back to before we even came into our marriage together and the pain that we brought into it from our childhood, right. from previous relationships. Because the thing is, is, is the way that our, our psyches, our mind, our emotions are built are like the way a snowball is. And you start with a tiny little snowball and you roll it and roll it and roll it. And eventually it's this enormous snowball. 
And that's the way that pain builds in our lives. Mm -hmm. So when we're having a problem in our marriage today, we can go ahead and try and fix that problem. But the reality is that it started way back as a tiny little snowball. And if you just try to fix what's on the surface today with a Band-Aid, you only got a short-term fix right? because you got that stuff all the way back there. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that a lot of people may hear our story and say, gosh, 10 years, and how am I going to do that? And you have to make a decision every day to, to believe, to trust, to work on your marriage, and just like you would with your business or anything else. And don't let the idea of, gosh, we're not there, we'll never be there, get in the way. Don't let perfection get in the way. Well, we started working together four yeah. years into that journey. We right. didn't wait 10 years. It's just right. been well, 11 years now. But but yeah, I don't want people to feel right. like you can start, you just need to make sure that you're not starting on utter brokenness. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't try to add a child to that kind of relationship. You, you shouldn't. shouldn't, you shouldn't try to add a, a business that is a lot of work for not a lot of reward up front. If you're, if you're dealing with, it's kind of like the idea of if you're hungry, you need to take care of that need before you try to take care of other needs. And that would be the same thing with this. This podcast is brought to you by Restoring Relationships. So Restoring Relationships is a ministry that helps people find healing in their most precious relationships. As we grow up, we have all kinds of traumas, heartbreaks, and identity-forming moments that take place, and they affect who we become and how we cope with life. Now, one of the biggest mistakes adults make when they're trying to work through relational issues is they only focus on the problems today. But psychologists have known for years that we can't completely resolve our current problems without first addressing the roots of them back early on when the first childhood wound took place. You know, that's right. And since Lizzie and I worked together in various businesses, in addition to being married to each other, we needed to work through our baggage that we brought to our relationship from the past before we could have a healthy marriage, let alone be able to have an effective working relationship together. So true. In fact, early on in our marriage, we hit such a painful season that we were sure we were headed for divorce. It very much felt hopeless and impossible to recover from. But then we were guided to restoring relationships and also the founder, Dominic Herbst, who's a Christian psychologist. And this program played an enormous role in helping our marriage to heal and ultimately become the most amazing, healthy and connected relationship. So true, Lizzie. It's an excellent program. The primary tools of video series and PDF journal that can be accessed online in the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can go through the lessons at your own pace, and I recommend faster is better. And if you need any additional professional help, Dominic and his team are always there and available for hired sessions as well. We recommend it with all of our hearts. We've seen countless friends, colleagues, even strangers who read my blog experience real breakthrough in their most precious relationships. If you know you could use some help in dealing with past hurts, or you have a relationship that's in a lot of turmoil today, you should check this out. You can see more about our personal story and get access to the Restoring Relationships online journey at myrrjourney.com. That's my R as in Romeo, R as in Romeo, journey.com. And it's also linked in the show notes. You know, we hope that you will experience as much life-changing breakthrough and healing as we have. Absolutely. You deserve it. Okay, so I would say to successfully run a business together, you just, you have to have a healthy relationship first. Um, I think like really respectful communication needs to be there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like yell at you. Usually, no. Usually, no, I don't yell at you. I can't remember the last time you yelled at me. <laughs> I don't, 
I don't talk to you with attitude. Right. I try to be super respectful. I treat you like a partner. And you're very appreciative of, of everything. That is so important. Yeah. I think m most men, if you've ever heard of the five love languages, most men, um, but women too, like everyone likes to be told, thank you. Right. Everyone likes to be told, I'm sorry. Right. Everyone likes to be told, I appreciate you. I love you. Like, I mean, there are very few people who are just like, shut up, you know? Right. And if they are, they probably have, they really need restoring relationships. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you, we, you have to be super appreciative. So like, mm. even though he benefits financially from this, like he's doing it because he chooses to, I'm constantly telling him, thank you so much. And I mean it. I don't just say it. Like, I really mean it. It's a right. sacrifice of his time. Right. And then I think a really big thing that we've learned is um, like when there is any kind of a problem, you have to assume positive intent. Right. You're like the king of that. So you should talk about that. You know, I, and I think that's something we've mentioned before and I'll say it again, that in any relationship, your marriage, your relationship with friends, with your kids, business, you have to assume the best of the other person. They're not out to get you. Um, they're not trying to get your goat or, you know, poke you in the eye about something. If you assume positive intent, even if they're doing something wrong, you'll still assume they're doing this because of some other reason than just they're out to get me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important in our in our business, in our marriage, in how we raise Lorelai, is that we always assume the best of the other one. So assume positive intent is a, a very important tool that's helped us through a lot of this. Mm -hmm. I think this has been so fun. Is there <laughs> anything else that we haven't hit on yet that you think would be really helpful? Like as people are considering working with their spouses or practical I, or relational? I think in just focusing on the relational, you, you do have to be willing to set yourself aside at times. And that's hard for people. I think that it's important to, if you're going to be in this partnership, you, you would go into a partnership with a friend or with a, someone that has another knowledge base that you don't with a, a mentality of they're bringing something to the table that I don't have. And I bring something to the table they don't have. You need to do the same thing with your marriage. And you need to do the same thing with, if you're going to go in business with your spouse in that you're not going to be the best at the same thing. And that's the beauty of it. I love that. I didn't even have that on the list. That's so good. Look at you like winding us up here with a, hey, with a home know, run. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad I got to come. Thanks for inviting me. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Bye guys. Have Bye. a great one. <laughs> and that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.